Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Influence Alliance, which is the membership program for coaches and consultants who want to build a much bigger impact in the world with their message, whether they have a podcast or maybe one down the track, and they also want to build a profitable and scalable business. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says, with your most important asset which is your personal brand, you illustrate what value you have to offer the world. And I so agree. So joining me on today's show is Bridget Bokowski. She's a PhD as well as a global and personal branding strategist who founded Bridget Brands, a brand strategy boutique service that helps clients craft meaningful strategies that effectively elevate their brands to unleash their full potential. Now, Bridget, she's also the host and producer of Brand Talk, a podcast for brand lovers who want to learn from thought leaders, CEOs, business experts, and business owners telling their brand stories and sharing valuable firsthand insights. She's a speaker. She's also been teaching for more than 20 years global marketing management and branding topics at universities around the globe. And moreover, she's a certified trainer in communication, conflict management, as well as leadership. Now, receiving her design thinking workshop certificate from Harvard University, she helps coach her clients to think out of the box. She's an international best-selling author of the book, Significant Women, Leaders Reveal what matters most. And she reveals how she got into her sweet spot, her journey of understanding her pain, which ultimately became her purpose in life. So let's get on. What is she going to share today? Well, why trusting yourself, your inner wisdom, your inner gut, your intuition, why that is so important. She's going to talk about how allowing yourself to play big can make a difference, as well as how we can all learn from every single setback that we have had in our lives. Welcome, Bridget. Hello, Anna-Marie. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure being here today with you. Oh, it's such a pleasure having you uh, on the show too, particularly that you're so passionate about the area of personal branding and branding uh, because it's so important, isn't it? Our brand, our reputation. Tell us a little bit about the journey that got you into what you're doing today. I mean, I gave a hint of kind of some of the, the key areas that you've worked with, but what is it that makes you so passionate? passionate about this particular area? Yeah, I think I I was always very much into branding. I think it started when I was flying for the airline uh, in my early life and discovering the world and seeing how companies uh, try 
to get their customers hooked on their brains. So, and seeing all the different other brains, I, I mean, 30 years ago, um, the world was not as, as global as it is right now because we didn't have the outreach, the, the possibilities, the, the, the communication tools um, to um, attract customers in the way we do it now. So I was always very particular and very much interested in how how brand strategies are across different country markets. Yeah, so that made me want to learn more about it. So I, I stopped flying for the airline and I chose to study. And since I I have flown and I've seen the world and and I'm I'm still very passionate about all these different mentalities and cultures across the world and how to how to immerse into different cultures, get an understanding how they think, how they feel, because that's most important for a brand to understand the customers' feelings, perceptions uh, on on things, uh, attitudes, desires, wants, and needs. When you have that, when you understand that, then you are able to develop a strategy in order to um, be relevant in their life, make a difference in their life, and then they will choose you over all the other brains. Mm. So that was important for me to learn. And, and um, I, I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to, um, that it was my inner desire to help, first of all, companies uh, make their brands shine and on the other hand uh, help customers to uh, be the hero of their own journey especially with the brand in their lives I love that I love that <laughs> yeah I love that and it's so it's it's interesting that you've looked at it from a a large corporation, you know, I have to excuse me, I've started to get a bit of a sore throat. Too much talking over the last few days. So I'm going to ask some key questions and that you take the stage and share your brilliance. But you've seen it from a large company or corporate perspective now helping smaller businesses from solopreneurs right through to executives as well because, and this is what I want you to spend a little bit of time on and, and how it relates to this question I'm going to ask. Trusting yourself, your inner wisdom, your inner gut, your intuition, it's so important because often as individuals, whether we're working in our own business or a women in leadership in corporate, we can often assume that branding is for big corporations. It's not for me because I'm an individual. Share a little bit more about that and, you know, why trusting ourselves, our inner wisdom, our gut and our intuition is so important. Yeah, I mean, that's a really, really good question. And um, it's you really need to have a more holistic perspective on that. Um, because when you trust yourself, your inner wisdom, you can make a difference. It's important to look at that from the perspective of, for example, I, I always tried to get information, to get uh, assurance, to get um, um, the permission of others I, um, to go forward. It was never, I, my problem was at the beginning, I never trusted myself that I can make good decisions. Yes. So it was part of my upbringing 
uh, that um, helped me back to do that. Because, for example, my upbringing was really deeply impacted by rather negative and false beliefs, a mentality of let's hide underneath the rug. That's where we belong. That's just good enough for us, you know, not speaking up. I really was conditioned to be small and silent and to better hide in the background and not make any noise because nobody cares anyway. That's what I was growing up. So that also ties into that you basically are not believing in yourself because you do not trust yourself because everyone else, the others are always right. Yes. And um, so I, I couldn't cope with that. And any attempt to viola violate this belief system always came with sanctions, either from, either from the surroundings, getting punished in one way or in another because I was speaking up, I was rising above, mm -hmm. or then also from self-sabotaging. It's kind of you deprive yourself from nice things because you are not allowed to. Mm. So you kind of give up this control. You let other people kind of define you and, and dictate what you are allowed to do and what you and, and what not, you know? Yeah. So that, that really leads to self-doubt, low self-esteem and low self-confidence. And that's what, what were my, my, companions all the time until I realized something is wrong here. It, 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 this is, I, I have to do something about that because it was limiting me uh, in my development. Mm. And that's why I, th I was working on that very, very hard. I was um, really going on a deep soul <laughs> searching mission. Let's say it like that. So, um, it is really, there needs to be a change, a change in mindset, a mindset shift to towards, yeah, self-love, trusting yourself towards self-compassion, uh, a mindset shift towards, um, yeah, setting your own intentions, committing to goals, um, to recommit on the way, being really compelled to achieve what you believe in and not what others believe is the right yeah. thing. Yeah. So important. You know what's interesting, Bridget? Uh, you know, you say that in when you were growing up, there was an environment in which you was reinforced not to speak up. Uh, that what you had to say was not worthy of being listened to and, and others and so forth. And then you continued for a, for a time, thank goodness, not for, a, you know, now, but for a time to continue being that for yourself, that restricting voice. And I hear that mm -hmm. time and time again, that women often either they've been told that what they are saying is not worthy of being shared or that women shouldn't speak up. I don't think I was born with that gene. In fact, if someone says I can't do anything, I'll just go and do it. It, it, there's, it kind of lights that fire in you, particularly if you can see what is being spoken about. You have some wisdom and insight around that and how we speak and how we bring that forward. Well, that's going to be determined by your character and your approach. But what I would love you to do is to go back to the times where you started to question 
am I really not supposed to speak out? What was it? And what did you do? Because I think that's going to be such great insight for women who have a voice, who have a message, and whose story can change the lives of many others, yet they need a bit of support to break through some of those limiting beliefs that, hey, women don't speak up. Um, and, and what you have to say is really not of value anyway. What were some of the things you learned? Oh, my God, there were so many learnings on the way. Uh, it's, it's first of all, allowing yourself, give yourself the permission and that you can play big, that you are, that you can rise above everyone else you can rise above your parents that you allowed to achieve goals that you are allowed to have a good life a life of freedom i think the difference is when you play small you're always kept in a box and you have this established boundaries that you that limit yourself but um when you are playing big when you try to uh, overcome and dissolve these limiting beliefs, uh, then you are in a state of freedom. And in the state of freedom, you can unleash your full potential. Um, but it takes a while to get there. Some can manage by themselves. Others need uh, someone else to talk to. Um, so um, it's it's really for everyone a different way of how to get out of that. For me, it was um, really um, going on a deep soul search in mission. I, I was taking the time to really uh, immerse in my own story, in my own history, I went through all the ups and downs. My, my life was basically a long and tough roller coaster ride of this joy and of the pain, the joy of achievements, but also the disappointments, the setbacks, the rejections that I uh, was confronted in life. But in retrospect, it really helped me to understand what and where my pain was coming from and what I really enjoy in life and where my journey is supposed to go. Yeah. So it's, it's also taking a closer look at the more painful moments that have in life because they, they mean something. They're rich in meaning. They become important markers on the journey to find your purpose. So um, look at the setbacks. Don't turn away. Go through the pain. Uh, don't see it as something to quit. Okay, I'm not good enough. Then you are falling back into this um, um, imposter syndrome and, and this not good enough being a fraud and let, us, let others people define you. But if you go through it, if you look at it, if you work with it, there's always something positive in it. And that's what it is about to understand, to figure out, work on, because that makes you leap. That makes you find your sweet spot. That makes you, gets you into your mm -hmm. zone of genius. There is, there is um, very often strength that you um, discover that you didn't know that you are having. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in there because I love what you have said about uh, to embrace the setbacks, to embrace and learn from the failures. And I'm sure 
We have all heard uh, people say that, some people around in our own journey and our close circles, but also others on other podcasts. However, we really do need to heal from those things, don't we? Because when you look at setbacks and failures um, as something that you haven't dealt with or learned from, then any time a setback happens, and they will happen, it's just a normal part of life, isn't it? It becomes then a reinforcement that of our unhelpful beliefs that, hey, I'm no good, I'm an imposter, I'm not worthy of being, you know, of being heard and sharing my story. Whereas if you've taken the time to heal, to change those beliefs, whether you, you know, and I, I absolutely agree, need someone to help you, to support you otherwise you'll often stay you know with that inner critic that unhelpful inner critic so that that it becomes a trigger that reinforces a your negative belief and your negative inner critic whereas if you have dealt with it it just becomes another okay here is something that I didn't quite want Uh, you know the outcome wasn't what I had hoped or planned for what can I learn from that what can I do Banner, what really did work. Take us through that because I'm sure if you are now, and we all experience setbacks in our business and life career. So how now do you look at setbacks? Yeah, setbacks are part of our life. They make us stronger. They make us more experienced, more knowledgeable about what works and what does not work. Yeah, setbacks really guide us to make better decisions and be more reflective about our decisions. They spark us to discover ourselves because a setback helps us to work on ourselves. They help us to become more aware, to dig deep, to get a better understanding, to help us level up, to become a better version of ourselves. If you are... um, Quitting, I mean, as you said before, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a, a circle. Life will present you with exactly, um, I mean, not exactly the same, but with setbacks again, they will pre- life will present you with challenges and hurdles and they become more painful and stronger until you finally wake up and face it, look at it go through the pain. This is really, really important. I would also say, give yourself some grace. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's okay to be down for a moment, uh, maybe a couple of days. And yeah, it, it, it happens to be a human being, but then get up again, be willing to learn from it. Yeah, life shows us with these setbacks a better way, another way, and a way that would we have never thought of. Mm-hmm. And um, life only presents us with things that we are capable of doing. Actually, I mean, this sounds strange, but see it more as a gift, as a present. You can better deal with it when you have a positive mindset around it. Okay, this is happening now as having this awareness yeah so this there's the three a's of growth yeah that i i very much like others to embrace as well because it helps me a lot having the awareness what is going on in my life what are the facts right now and then accepting what is it's not giving up yeah but accepting what is happening right now and then taking action 
and taking action also in the unknown until if we wait until we know better um that's going to be a very long journey and a painful journey because um you will wait very very long yeah Yeah? so So someone said yesterday Bridget I'm sorry for interrupting Uh, because it just reminded me of of a conversation I had with someone not so long ago. She said, be mindful that with setbacks, it's a journey and you may be in a valley. She said, but when we reach a valley, don't camp out there. Don't bring and start to camp out there and don't invite others that will sit around and camp out with you and you end up having a massive big pity party. You know, that is a walk through that because the next time that you come to that similar situation, you don't, it doesn't become a barrier or a block. We go, "Mm, I recognise there's some familiarity around this. I'm going to pick up my backsack because I've got some new resources, some new approaches of thinking and understanding. I'm going to march on by that and go, back up the hill again and it's a journey isn't it and as you strengthen um each time that you go through something it's like being in the gym you don't build muscle just by going in once you've got to lift and you're actually tearing that muscle aren't you and then by it um binding together and i'm not using the right terminologies i know (laughs) muscle grows and strengthens and it's the same with us too isn't it exactly so everything we do it's a mindset is also working on a specific muscles. Yeah. So if we train to be positive, we will become positive, more positive. If we incorporate the possibility of having setbacks, we learn to live with it. And the more open we are to take action and also to leave our comfort zone. It's also a muscle to learn to feel comfortable in the unknown, something that is people refrain from taking action because they don't want to know, they don't want to go into the unknown. But there is always, you cannot wait until the path is laid out. You have to make your own, um, leave your own footprints. You have to go that that path in the unknown. And um, we are always surprised and how easy yeah, it actually is to walk that path. Mm-hmm. And nowadays we are living in a time of uncertainty per se. So um, we really have to learn to deal with that uncertainty and cope with it and integrate that into our lives. Because as I said before, setbacks provide us with the opportunity to learn. And it's the opportunity to not only learn, like evolve over time slowly, we really can leap forward. It's also one of my podcast guests, Cindy, Cindy Wallace said the other day, it's, 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 it's failing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, I don't like to use the word failure. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes but it's it, something it makes that we often, sense to use. We resonate though with, don't we? It's still part yes, of Yes, exactly. So as soon as we hear failure, just go up and over this, a learning experience, a gift. Someone yeah. said the other day to me on a podcast, it's a gift wrapped in sandpaper. absolutely yeah so failing up or failing forward yeah failing Mm -hmm. as you say is 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 a word that a lot of people associate something with but i like to go away from the failing because it's so negative it's so kind of finite yeah um but um these all these setbacks detours or however you want to call it um they, they are really really necessary they are so important in our life um yeah and when you 
experience a setback or you're going through such a, a hardship, then what is most important is to have this perseverance. You have to continue your path and move forward. There is no other way. That means you really need to be resilient. And more of that, be anti-fragile. I've listened to one of your podcasts and it was mentioned there as well. And I love this term because there's much more dynamic in it than in being resilient. You know, this anti-fragile, you come out on at the other end much stronger. You build up in strength, in in um, know-how, in, yeah, you as a person, you, you, you enrich as a person, you become more experienced and there is much more you can give. And every experience has or every setback has its reason because it makes you... Um, it levels you up as a person and you can be a better servant for all the other people that you're trying to serve with, with your, with your um, capabilities, with um, who you are. Yeah. And um, the anti-fragile was uh, Kathy DeMarcos I, uh, that had the conversation. It's so true. You know what I loved about all of the things that you've said? It really reminds us that so often, and I've said this time and time again, but I, I think we need to say it time and time again, because as women, we need to remind ourselves of this, is that often when we experience a setback or something didn't quite turn out as we had hoped it would, we assume that we're the only ones that have ever gone through that. It only ever happens to me because I'm not good enough. All of she's this and she's that. We often compare. It's something that we all tend to do. But when we realise we all go through our own level of whatever that is, what, what does make us different, and this is available to all of us, is how long are we going to continue to say the words to ourselves, over ourselves, speak it out or think it, the words that will continue to stop us from learning, from growth, from persevering, you know, make your make your goal, obviously the, the outcome or something that you're working towards, but that saying enjoy the journey because how you get there is so many valuable lessons along the way, isn't it? Yeah. By the time yeah. you do get there, there is so much more in your toolkit than you ever could have hoped because of these situations that have stretched and you know all of that would you agree yeah, absolutely and there is one more thing that is so critical and um i have enjoyed that for the last year now is having accountability partners surrounding yourself with people who nurture your soul who help you um who have each other's back you lift each other up in the valley, when you're in the trenches, they are here for you. They root you, they cheer you on, and that works vice versa. Yeah. So being surrounded with people that have a real understanding of who you are, who know and understand your industry, who are giving you critical and direct um, feedback, honest feedback, um, constructive feedback. So I'm sure there's everyone out there has someone who is believing in you. Yeah, yes. it can be also family, friends, but I think it's really important to surround yourself with people with 
like-minded people so that true. are in your in your sphere in your space that understand what you're doing for example i'm now i have totally switched to online yeah. and this is a different way of working you're in social media i'm a linkedin person so you know i'm in this complete mode of online business and there's a lot of people out there um who don't understand what i'm doing so um those would not be accountability partners when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. So you really need to make sure that these, these people have a really good understanding of where you are in your life and what you're doing and dealing with every day. Yes. What I love about accountability partners and surrounding yourself with, as you say, like-minded people, like-minded people who, and I know that this is exactly what you're doing in your circles, who do pull you forward, who hold you accountable and who will hold up the mirror in a very nice way because what we don't want to do is surround ourselves with people who are going to validate what we are saying because that's not helpful at all. I had a no. years ago who would ring me up and she, I knew she was looking for a validation for the decision that she made and you know, I thought she's not going to get it for me because I, you know, make the decision that you want to do and stick with it, you know, and um, and so that doesn't help either, does it? If if people validate our playing small and say, well, you know what, like Bridget, you can do that. Step up and put yourself forward for that. I'm just using that as an example. Yes, put yourself forward for that keynote speaking engagement. You've got yeah. the skills and the story. And when, as you said, when you do do that, you've got accountability partners and people who know you and who support you, giving you that little gentle nudge when it's finished and you think, my goodness, I'm glad I did that. I really enjoyed it. You would never have done that had you stayed in that mindset of, I'm not ready to get up and speak yet. It's true, isn't Exactly, it? exactly. And coming back to the accountability partners or surrounding yourself with like-minded people, it is also uh, then at the same time important to let go of those people that drain your energy, uh, that um, keep you in let's say, playing safe that keep you small. And we very often hold on to things that we know. And even though we know it's not good for us, but we are afraid of the unknown and change. We are afraid of the change that things get worse. And that hinders us from moving forward. So for me, it was really hard to let go of people that were in my life for long, but uh, Basically, the, the relationships harmed me more than, than helping me grow yeah? mm -hmm. with each other, from each other. So, and to tell myself, hey, Bridget, it's okay. Let go. They served for a lifetime. You served them for a certain um, time span um, and, and for certain years in life. But now it's time to move on. You, when you let go of them, they also have the opportunity to find other like-minded people. Yes. So you're yes. not in their way and they are not anymore in so-called your way. So you move on, you free yourself to receive something that is good for you, something that nurtures your soul, something that helps you grow. Mm, so important. And when you surround yourself with people like that, 
and there's a level of energy and, you know, strong boundaries, but boundaries that are helpful, not hindering. Everyone grows, don't they? Everyone rises. And that's what I love about those kind of communities. I mean, you spoke about imposter syndrome. We talk about comparison. Um, Within that, there's also that tall poppy syndrome that often when we see people rising, because we feel, you know, that uh, we're less than, we can often unknowingly, um, you know, try and hold them back as as well. And we don't want that. And similarly for women, don't surround yourself with people who will try to pull you back down. And I think now, you know, women more than ever have to support themselves, give yourself permission, but we have to give others permission too. Just because other people are great, that doesn't mean that you're not great. We're all great in our particular area, wherever we're you know, working and whatever skills that we have. And we need each other, don't we? I mean, you're good at a certain area. Other people are good in a certain area. And that's fantastic because if we were all the same with the same skills, there would be huge gaps, wouldn't there, in, in areas? Yeah, yes, I, I think so too. Um, you're absolutely right. And um, unfortunately, I think that I think globally, we are still not there. There's a lot of people and I thank God there's this energy that connects us anyway around the globe. And thank God there is the advanced technology that helps us to connect with each other. I mean, you are in Australia right now. I'm in Austria, Europe right now. So we connect because um, we, we are... Um, having the same mindset, we are on on a on a similar journey. We wanna we we go for similar visions, and um, we have similar whys that that inspire us. But still, you mentioned the the different kinds of syndromes, like a tall poppy syndrome. Um, it's still very very prevalent in our society, and mm-hmm. especially here in Austria, I feel that. And there were. Several situations I can think of, I felt it so strongly and really um, limits you to grow because you're always questioning yourself, am I good enough? What is wrong with me? And um, if I can mention some of them. So, for example, when I... I've, I've mentioned that I was flying for as a flight attendant for an airline. And, and when I left, I felt like in my back, in my bones, that they were thinking, what does she think she is? Now she wants to study, become something better. She will never make it or never graduate. She doesn't have the brain for it. Or, you know, um, let's bet she will be back soon and it's a question of time. So I really could feel it very, very deeply. So it takes a lot of courage and strength to stand above that and go your path. And it should rather inspire you than take you down and drain you. Yeah, Or being a woman at, 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 at the table of a man's business world. I have experienced so often um, that they were just, you know, ignoring me, talking me over. I was simply invisible. Yeah. And whatever, whatever I said or constructive or brilliant it was, (laughs) it was irrelevant and worthless. So uh, that, 
if you're not strong enough, make you feel completely devoid of your self-worth. Yeah. So these are experiences that go very deep and you and and it is really now the time to stand up and um here either you you kind of quit and 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 settle with yeah um yeah playing small or just take that more as an inspiration as a leverage to stand up and say not with me yeah because when you do that there's a level of inner uh confidence boldness that that impacts you even physically that your presence it impacts the presence and it's how you hold yourself you know um i i as I said, I, I have a gene. <laughs> I remember years ago when I first started work, and again, it was uh, we use a little bit of sarcasm here in Australia. I, I don't know if they do that so much in the European countries. I think the UK tends to do that a little bit as well, and I'm originally from New Zealand. And I remember when I first started my very first role that was working as an office junior and um, it wasn't late too soon actually or that uh, the manager and his wife and son were asked to leave because the business was taken over so we had new management came in and one of the new sales managers came in said Anne-Marie would you ring so-and-so for me he came from a large company and I looked at him and I said has your dialing finger gone on strike? Because we didn't. I was not like the receptionist in a big company who would ring. We all took that over for themselves. Now, I could have been shy and not wanting to speak up and say, sure, I'll get them on the phone. And it wasn't that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, but it was just, hey, we can actually do that ourselves. So sometimes you do have to speak up, say something, do it with a bit of humour or a little bit of, you know, whatever it comes in your personality but don't shy away from standing up and speaking up, isn't it? And before long, yeah. you would see that and value what you have to say. Yeah, it's very often our thought and it might not be the reality. It's what we think about us. And if we say, okay, if I say that now and it's not good enough, it's, it's all, you know, um, in our brain, it's, it's what we are making up is, and, and here is the question, do I make it up? Are the thoughts real? Is this somehow justified? Or what's going on here? Yeah. So we, we really need to differentiate between what's reality and what is our brain talk. Because yeah. we could spend hours sabotaging conversation in our own minds. And as you say, the reality is something quite different. Talk about yeah. it. Or maybe yeah. pull someone aside and say, hey, I don't know if you realise this, but I really wanted to say something um, in the conversation and they may not realise that they they haven't given you an opportunity. You know, there's always different ways of doing that. But what it does is it starts with you. I love the way that you said, no more. From this day forward, I will speak up. I will yeah. put my hand up. Yeah. yeah, that's hard. It takes courage. It takes also being vulnerable. So to to um, embrace vulnerability because when you speak up, when you uh, claim your voice, then you are speaking also from a place of authenticity. It's you 
um, what you think is true for you that you're communicating to the world or whatever it is in that situation to the audience you're, you're part of, right? And that takes courage, but also um, you have to accept um, that vulnerability in you that, um, yeah, you show yourself out there as you are. And that takes courage. That's so important to do that. Yeah. You know what I love about that? And it goes back to something that we said before about our own beliefs. If you're not sure of something, and this is something that I found time and time again, particularly on this podcast, women who may have been promoted or were in leadership positions, even in their own companies and businesses, they often assumed that they needed to know everything everything. Whereas it's hard. It's not hard. I remember once a colleague of mine who was in the accounting industry and I've done accounting studies, but I'd completely forgotten what EBIT standard for. And I said, what does that mean again? She went, oh. she really rolled her eyes. Now I could have been really embarrassed, but I just sort of thought, you know, that, that is on you because I'm just asking a question and I would hope that you would not do that to your team. I think she did. And and uh, so we have to be mindful, isn't it, that vulnerability. Don't let other people's um, lack of posture or, you know, things impact you as well that you're so scared of asking. There's no such thing as a stupid question, but I bet you, you know, uh, they would feel really quite bad if they realised that what they had done, their behaviour could um, have impacted in such a way. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned something really important is this this perfectionism trap yes. that we as women, we always want to be perfect. And I'm one of them. And mm. I remember when I was flying for the airline, I was flying for, uh, for Lauda Air. And um, that was an airline, a private airline started by Niki Lauda, the former Formula One car race driver. And for him, 100% was not good enough. It must have been at least 110%. And that's the, that was the style we worked. And I was taking that on and, and making it part of my life at a very young age. So uh, unconditioning something like that is also very hard because you want to make everything perfect before you start. So you never get everything perfect. It's impossible. Yeah. So that means you never start. So, and also I think that people out there don't want to have perfect people. They don't want to learn from these perfect people. They want to learn from people uh, they see themselves in. They want to learn from people who are vulnerable um, in their way of being authentic. They want to learn from human beings. And I think that is that is stronger than everything else to be a human, a shining human pe uh, a, a person, uh, a human being. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's, it's all about this, this visceral connection that we are established and I'm coming back to branding now. And that's what makes a strong brain is connect oh, with people so on this, on this level. Yeah. It's not with, Someone who is 110, I don't know if that is even possible yeah? <laughs> from a mathematical perspective. Yeah, Nobody wants to deal with someone who is, who is perfect. 
Yeah. yeah. They want to know how did you get there? How do you did you manage? How did you solve the problem? How do you see the world? And please help me to do the same. So it's really about inspiring others too. Yeah, I love what you've said there. And Edelson, uh, Edelman, I should say, not Edelson, Edelman, who do an annual report that what constitutes trust have actually in a number of years in, in their annual um, surveys that they have done with people from all around the world, different cultures. So, you know, we it's interesting that um, even across different cultures, what constitutes trust is still the same because it's around behaviour and interaction, your brand, which is your reputation. If anything is too polished and comes across as being perfect, it, it's constituted often as being mistrustworthy. What are people trying to hide? And the reason is, is because it reminds us of media uh, <laughs> and government and things like that because those, yeah. those two industries that had really low uh, trust, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 You have to break it down on the personal level. And the more authentic brands are, the more they take a stance and can explain it and justify it. And uh, the more um, they, um, you know, every brand has kind of a duality. It's the emotional part and it's the rational part. Now that that together makes a brand and the more um, emotional you are, the better that you can convey something and the more receptive people are. And also a brand, a brand needs to have this richness, the richness of meaning. And the question is what you put into the meaning. Yeah? And that really has to resonate with whom you are appealing to, with your audience, whoever you want to uh, um sell your product or service, whatever it is, your experience, it really has to have a meaning that you live, yeah? that you live and breathe as a brand. So true. So true. We could keep talking for ages. <laughs> yes. From one topic to the next. I know. We've, we've kind of gone, uh, you know, across a journey and, and it's good because I think it, it or everything we spoke about today, whether we are in business as a leader or we are working in corporate, everything that we've spoken about today, I think we can all resonate with because there's aspects, there's something in everybody's life that we've been working towards or we would dream about. Out, yet maybe in that particular area we are playing small we don't want to quite put it put our foot a forward or a hand up because well what if I fail you know but what if you don't and what if you do do that the next time and the next time and the next time you grow and you evolve and it all is very much going to impact that brand I think too so Bridget share with people how can they find out more about your podcast and find out about you what what's the best way to connect Okay, so the best way to connect is either um, via my website, um, BridgetBrands.com. I think you put everything into the show notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> BridgetBrands.com is great. And yeah. do you want to say your podcast name again for people yes. who want to search for it? My podcast is called Brands Talk. It's written together. It's one term. Brands Talk, it's on all the major applications you find it on itunes and spotify amazon google everywhere yeah and if you want to be a guest you can also um send me an email 
and let's see if we can uh, do a show together. So whoever is out there, because it's all about brain stories. It's all about um, sharing their um, their experiences, their um, yes, how they what they how they built their company, how they built their brand, what their vision is. It's all about also personal branding, what they understand by it. It's about um, the positive experiences, the wins, but also the setbacks and what they learned out of it. So I think that um, is, is a beautiful thing to share. And I, when I was a kid, I loved to listen to stories. So now I want to have um, guests to talk about their own stories, how they yeah. build strong brains. And um, yeah, so you can find me there. And um, if you go to my website, bridgetbrands.com, you'll see also the different kinds of services that I offer, online courses, workshops, also for organizations, not only for individuals, about personal branding and global branding. Terrific. Well, thank you, Bridget, for sharing your story with us and uh, <laughs> the lessons that you have learned along the way and the insights that we can adopt into our lives and business as well and within corporate as well. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Anna-Marie. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com slash podcast series. That's TheInfluenceAlliance.com slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.